We're starting it over. Three, two, one, go. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Maverick, what did I just say? It's a website. Go there. If you're watching the video, you just saw the back of Maverick's head. He's not wearing a collar right now, and his penis did rub against my knee. <laughs> Welcome back. 273 Constitutionals Podcast. I'm tired. I want to take a nap, but I have to sh- record this so that I can put out two more episodes, two more interviews. I'll do one. We'll see what happens. Uh, what's that interview going to be? Oh, the first one. I have to do the first one. The first one's uh, two, two have been recorded. Actually, technically, I just recorded um, uh, LinkedIn. No, excuse me. Late Night Lately. And I did say four. I have four on the docket. One's not coming out till January. Uh, so I'm thinking, I don't know the time period on all that. I was supposed to put out two this week. But what I'm thinking is... I do one. Who knows? 273. Let's get into it. Verizon has a new deal with Netflix and Apple, and they're open to more uh, Netflix and Apple, rather, open to more deals with other streaming rivals. So we've we're in this point in the streaming world, in the streaming time period, when we're learning that. Uh, I have my quad set up and my on my giant wide. It's not giant. My thirty. I think it's like thirty two inches, but it is it's a it's a big screen. It's like it's like here to here. So on that uh, thirty two ultra wide, my quad set up. So sometimes you'll see me direct my gaze towards the video because uh, I need something to look at. That's not the article. That's not the sound waves, and that's also not my notes. Sometimes I will look at the camera. I'll try to do my best to look at the camera. But now we're in this streaming place where I've mentioned before that it costs a a lot of money to run a streaming platform, which is why you see uh, places like Paramount Plus and Max offload a lot of their stuff and put it on Netflix, for instance, or Tubi. Uh, In the case of Max, that has recently signed another deal with Tubi where they're going to have more um, free streaming 24-7 channels as well as you know, movies like Birds of Prey and Shazam and all that uh, are going to be appearing on Tubi and The Batman. And uh, I, I believe it was Bob Backish, uh, or excuse me, I, it was some head at Paramount who said we're open to more deals. And now, and, and we're really seeing that, especially with something like Verizon that is so accessible. You know, uh, with with a deal with deals on Verizon, for instance. You can just say, okay, I want to pay my phone bill. And now when you go to the, I think they call it Play Plus. I have Verizon for the iPad. This is a little background. I have Verizon for the iPad. Yes, my iPad is uh, 4G LTE, not 5G because it is an iPad Pro from 2018. Uh, And then, and I think it's important. Buy an iPad with 4G, you will need it at some point. Trust me, you will need it, especially if you are a single man living alone. And uh, sometimes your phone breaks. (laughs) Whatever. Just things happen. You will need it. Trust me. Spend that extra $200. It it is worth it in the end. Uh, And then I have Google Fi on my phone, um, which runs off of T-Mobile Towers. Uh, 
at Verizon, you can buy their Play Plus packages, which is uh, let's see if I can pull this up. They they offer you separate different streaming subscriptions. Like you can get your uh, your different streaming subscriptions through there. Uh, not 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 just limited to Face ID. Not just li- limited to. Uh, 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 I have to go to Verizon up. I don't know. Do I go to account? I think I'll go to account. Eleven dollars I owe. Take it out. Take it out already. <laughs> but you you go down to your you scroll down to your plan and you go to services and perks and instead of just subscribing to Apple Arcade on the iPad or on the Mac or on your iPhone, you can subscribe to Apple Arcade through Verizon. You know, they have their deals a lot like it's a lot like how uh, if you subscribe um, to Spotify through you know your phone, which I don't think that iOS does that anymore, or Spotify doesn't on iOS anymore, then they'll take X amount of percentage. Google or iOS will take X amount of percentage out of whatever streamer you subscribe through them to. Same thing with Verizon. You can do Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, YouTube TV, and now Netflix and Apple. So Verizon backed Netflix and Max deal and talks between Apple and Paramount suggests that streaming bundles may be getting bigger. And it costs it costs a lot of money. It's a lot of money to to run these things. Uh, I, in fact, I was just watching um, CNBC this morning, and Paramount Global has been suffering on the with with their numbers and uh, and th- an analyst, not an analyst, I guess. What what would you call those? The people they're not analysts. The ones that um, that suggest things that companies should do. I forgot what they're called, but. One one guy was suggesting that was, was being interviewed by Becky Quick was uh, suggesting that Paramount be sold, and uh, who would buy Paramount? You know, something along the lines of you know Disney buying 20th Century, Fox from Fox, uh, Fox Core, or Discovery buying Warner Media. That gets into a whole conglomerate thing, but who has the enough money to buy Paramount or could Paramount just sell the linear products, which include, you know, Comedy Central, BET and all that stuff to somebody else because linear is, is a dying medium or, you know, Paramount is so small compared to Disney and the Warner and even Sony. Could it just be all dissipated in the first place? And then whoever, whoever buys, uh, uh, Paramount would eventually get rid of Paramount Plus. The thing is, I thought Paramount Plus was one of the more popular ones, uh, especially when it was CBS All Access, because it was the only one that was, uh, uh, you know, you can get your local broadcast channel on streaming. Because Peacock didn't exist yet, and you couldn't do do local streaming until this year, I don't think. And uh, YouTube TV and Hulu Live TV weren't big. It was only Sling, whatever. Verizon announced a $10 per month deal that includes ad tiers of both Netflix and Max. That's a 40% discount compared to their standard prices. That would go up at some point, I would assume. Uh, so there's been discount pricing before on both of those, but now you can get them both together. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're if you a fan of both of those and you don't care about ads, then that would be a great deal. And plus, you can tack it on to your Verizon plan. Like, let's say, you know, um, you work for a company and that company pays for your Verizon plan and they'll pay for, you know, a certain amount of money and you're always on Wi-Fi or whatever. You have unlimited data. Who knows? Who cares? There's any, there's any variable of these, but 
Apple TV Plus has apparently held talks with Paramount Plus for their bundle. I mentioned that as well. And uh, the bundle, you know, is still up in the air. But it uh, Apple did recently raise prices. Paramount Plus has multiple tiers, including an ad tier. So what, what kind of money could be worked out? Um, and again, these companies are open to now putting their, with the exception of Netflix, to putting their own products out on other places. I can, on platforms, I can watch 30 Rock on Hulu. I can watch 30 Rock on Hulu on Disney Plus now. It all, I mean, it, it all works, and it's unfortunate these conglomerates are still acting like this, but we're going to see more streaming partnerships uh, come into fruition, and we will definitely see um, how things work. Speaking of that beta, that Disney Plus and Hulu beta, it is launched, and uh, it more or less works. So if you have Disney Plus and if you have Hulu, you have to have both of them, and they're both associated with the same email address, then now you can get Hulu and its own tile on Disney Plus. Not everything's there. And we knew this beta, we knew this beta was coming and I was I'm I was very uh I don't want to say excited, but I was interested in seeing how they would implement it. And I mean lo and behold they implement it just like the National Geographic button or the uh, Pixar button, the Star Wars one. It yeah, it makes sense. They did it that way. Uh it makes d- Unfortunately, and again, it's in beta, so let's keep that in mind. It does make Disney was already Disney Plus, rather was already bare bones, and it was it. You know, I would go, I go there truly just for the Simpsons. Like I don't go there for anything else. In fact, um, on Thanksgiving morning, I there was I went to my watch list, and I said I'm gonna watch a movie while I work out, because all I was doing was. Uh, Peloton stuff at home since the gym was closed. So I, so, uh, and then I also had to go to work. Um, but I, uh, I, I worked out from, you know, four 30 in the morning until, uh, six 30 watching, uh, Alexander, the terrible, no good, very horrible, bad day or whatever the hell that movie was called. Uh, and that has been sitting on my watch list for since Disney plus, became a thing so that was like what four years ago <laughs> i was i'm all i've only been watching the simpsons <laughs> and then sometimes our hercules show and aladdin and <laughs> things from my childhood um but mostly the simpsons uh and now with this with this new button this new tile on disney plus you get i'm gonna say i went through and this is this is the most boring thing ever besides the show but i went through when that button launched I went through every single thing on my Hulu watch list, TV shows and movies. And like if there was a hundred things, there's not a hundred things, but if there are a hundred things on there, 98 of them made it over. There are two British shows, including This Way Up, that, God bless it, I meant to turn this off, but there are two British shows that did not make the make the transition and I, I'm guessing it's just a, 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 a rights issue, licensing thing. But the tile makes sense. But 
that you know it the the tile clicking on the tile you get all the hulu stuff but the hulu stuff is not being shown in the disney plus recommendations or anything and a lot of people are also complaining that the watch the watch history didn't come over uh, again, it's a beta. Who cares? I mean, I can get, I have every episode of, it's also very strange, The Simpsons. Uh, it's also very strange to see like Family Guy there. Like, you know, Family Guy and American Dad where there are just horrible, dark, depra- depraved jokes and they can be on my watch list next to The Little Mermaid Show, which is not, I'm good. <laughs> I've seen it. The Little Mermaid show, Hercules and Aladdin, all you know, they all hold up to me. <laughs> but again, you have to subscribe to both. So if you have ads for Hulu and you don't have ads for Disney, you'll still get ads for Hulu stuff, or vice versa. Uh, I w- I would love for them. I mean, I, again, I just see. I want this. I I don't want it to be one service because I don't want us to get to a super app, which a uh, which is a thing that. Um, that China uses, like China will use an app for, you know, calling your car and ordering your groceries and going on the internet and all that stuff. And Americans aren't really privy. I know I've talked about super apps before, but Americans aren't privy to that because it's just a lot of choice and, uh, and, and, and people just don't want to do all that stuff. But we saw what happened with Max when it was HBO Max. And there was before they dumped every, before they offloaded a lot of stuff, there was a lot of choice there. And, uh, and in so, you know, I, as much as I love the choice, and in some cases it felt bloated, and I feel like they dropped off too many things. Uh, whereas you go to Disney Plus, and it's just kind of, you know, I'm only watching The Simpsons. There needs to be a happy medium there. Uh, and and I, I think keeping two separate apps, one kind of family-friendly, child-focused app, really, you know, where you can watch Alexander and the whatever and, and Percy Jackson reboot and all that stuff. And also having Hulu as this kind of catch-all for Fox broadcasting shows and some NBC Universal shows and, and, and Cartoon Network shows and everything that can be and, – and all the broadcasters can, like, put all their crap on there. I mean, that's how Hulu started, and I and that's how it should stay. Hulu's a great middle ground for all that stuff. And Disney Plus, like watching the bear on Disney Plus just doesn't, not, it's not that it doesn't feel right because that's also part of it, but it also doesn't fit with this brand of what Disney is trying to say it has. Not that I'm saying that Disney can't do MA, TVMA and R-rated things. I'm just saying keep that separate. Focus Features is, uh, is the indie, is an indie, uh, or a smaller footprint studio that I think Disney owns. So then, you know, if we look into it, then yeah, sure. Disney owns Focus Features and they put out an R-rated indie film or smaller film. Uh, But then they also, that year, you know, they'll put out the the Good Dinosaur 2. God forbid. Good Dinosaur sucks. But keep Disney Plus and and Hulu um, separate. Because I don't... I mean, I I think the, uh, the I think the 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 bottom line is I don't want it I don't want Hulu to be phased out. All right, this next one comes from the Wall Street Journal, written by Chip Cutter. Spotify's layoff memo and the art of delivering bad news. So Spotify ended up having to fire uh, lay off more than fifteen hundred people. 
And it was once the the one of the few tech unicorns actually making money. But what Mr. Cutter writes uh, here is is how there's an there's an art to just saying, just trying to spend a positive on on having to lay people off. And 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 Spotify is not the only one that does this. Meta, Salesforce, Amazon, so many of these companies. CNN. Current uh, uh, Warner Media, Warner Bros. Discovery. <laughs> there are lines like economic growth has slowed dramatically and capital has become more expensive. Spotify is not the exception to these realities. And what uh, Cutter and uh, the Wall Street Journals, what they take from this is executives early in the memo usually address the macroeconomic climate. Amazon's Annie Jassy called the economy, quote, uncertain in a layoff memo in January. Salesforce CEO Mark uh, Benioff described it as challenging that same month here. Daniel Eck, who is the CEO of um, um, Spotify, makes a nod to higher interest rates and slowing growth. They use words like right size. They use, uh, uh, they be, they're very vague about, for those leaving, we're a better company because of your dedication to hard work, you know, things like that. And this is, you know, online you'll see things, you'll see people say this is PR speak, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's let's not you know put a very vanilla generalization over it let's say that this is this is how these companies are trying to spin this um very horrible negative thing and make it seem like they're doing this for the not just the betterment of the company but for the betterment of you god this would be a great thing to talk about in linkedin logs <laughs> hey maybe i should move this over the linkedin logs I think I'll do that. Doing it right now, baby. Okay. But, the, I mean, you know, Spotify, That so, so all this is, you know, Spotify is not immune. No matter how much you like a company, it's not immune to the trepidations, trepidations, whatever, of what a of what these other bigger companies that you don't necessarily agree with uh, all of their the stances on and everything they're not immune to that everybody's going to do something that you don't like or that you don't agree with in the end and they all use the same verbiage the same language the same uh, uh passive things to make it seem like they truly care and these and these big these big names they don't they're always talking about being lean. Less work, le, uh, less people, more work is basically what that says. Now, speaking of jobs, this is my this might be another good thing for, <laughs> for LinkedIn logs too. Maybe I should just cut half of this episode out and put in LinkedIn logs. Maybe that's what I'll do. Because I don't want to do this talk again. This comes from Dominic Patton over at Deadline. Hollywood jobs down nearly 20% this year and not just because of the strikes, a study says. Now, this is, comes from this uh, str- uh, study um, from Otis College of Art and Designs the Day After Tomorrow is what it's called. The jobs peaked in April when 142,652 workers were employed by the industry. And then in October... There were 24,799 fewer people, which is a shame to see. Uh, and apparently that's a 17% drop in California. 
Now, there was another study that was released um, uh, thanks to the jobs report, the labor report, rather, like literally the next day. Yeah, the next day, the next morning was the if you at the at the top of every month is the labor report for the previous month. Uh, this comes from Alex Weprin. And if you listen to the, the show Planet Money, they call it Jobs Day on NPR. They have a whole air horn thing, I think. I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a long time. <laughs> Mostly just comedy podcasts right now. I'm tired. I, I was working in the news, and I don't want to listen to the news when I've already been in the news. But now I'm out of the news. <laughs> Employment in Hollywood rebounds post-strikes, but still below 2022 peak. That comes from Hollywood Reporting. Uh, the BLS reported peak losses in the motion picture industry at around 50,000 people before it began to rebound following the resolution of the WHGA strike in September. Uh, the information sector as a whole, which includes publishing, broadcasting, telecom, and computer infrastructure providers, among other fields, has declined by more than 104,000 from the BLS, which is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Labor Statistics. We're seeing, you know, people get back to work and we're still, I mean, the re- rebound is not the word I would say for us. I'd say like a slow trickle back into into work, even though, you know, it seems like the, the economy is good, but uh, it's, it's still hard to find a job. You know, also on LinkedIn, I have a very big issue People are, are very liberal with the word producer or editor or writer or whatever. Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll type in, I'll type in producer, Atlanta area or producer remote, whatever, or writer, editor, just what, just like any, any version of words that I've, of, for jobs I've done. And then, then I'll get like a job for like a factory in Wisconsin and it'll be like, you're a producer. And then you'll click on it and be like, You're, you produce uh, a lug nuts for tractors. And I'm like, no. It's insane. One side effect uh, for of the strikes and the ongoing pullback from entertainment companies is likely to be fewer TV shows and movies being produced, which is what we're already seeing. Um, the, we, the, I mean, at, when TV was being made, when when we were when uh, John Landgraf for FX was talking about we're in peak TV, uh, there was also peak jobs too, and and now that we're seeing Max and Paramount and Apple and just uh, Netflix and a bunch of other companies pull away from making a bunch of shows and movies um, because streaming is not as viable and lucrative as it once was. Uh, it is important to note that that the jobs aren't going to be as uh, plentiful. What is that noise? What is that noise? Oh my God, there's something playing. Or I'm hearing something through. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if that came through. But I was de- something was definitely coming through the iPad, and there, but there's nothing playing. That is so strange. I turned it. I turned the volume down for the iPad, but I don't know if you heard that. Anyway, um, the I mean the job losses 
there was the industry lost ref, roughly one point four billion dollars between in wages between April and September. This I'm back at the deadline article, and uh, uh, that's point five percent of the industry's annual economic activity. California, that entire economy took about six point five billion dollars in a hit. Nationally, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, over 45,000 jobs were lost from when the 12,000 strong scribes, when the writers uh, hit the picket lines in May, and then the actors, 160,000, started in uh, July and went to mid-October. The, what, the, the impact for, for this is, is going to go beyond um, uh, the talent and the TV and the, and the stuff that's coming on the televisions and the and the and and the big screens, um, and you're gonna see a lot of. I don't know. I I wonder. I wonder if this. You know, I'll posit this. If this is going to affect tax credits and incentives, we have places like California and New York and Atlanta willing to go head over heels for these productions, but can they make this? Will those states be able to make that money back? Will they want more people to come in, more productions to come in, and uh, continue to 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 essentially flood a state with money, even though they're giving money away? They're still going to flood a state with money and and bring in uh, uh, people willing to come to a small town. You know, if you're shooting something in Clarksville. And uh, you have everybody living between Clarksville and Atlanta, or Statesboro, or whatever. Just I'm just naming places. Um, then, then you're still going to bring in an economic boom. You know, it's like Taylor Swift going on tour. She, if she goes to Denver, she's gonna she's gonna impact Denver's economy. I mean, the same thing can happen for a big enough production. If the Queer Eye guys are in. Louise or uh, New Orleans for two months. Well, then something's going to happen uh, in New Orleans. They're they're gonna they they're gonna bring along a crew of fifty to one hundred people. They're gonna hire locally. They're gonna eat at your restaurants. You know, who wouldn't want Tan France sitting there eating a little pastry? Oh, this is good. No, I couldn't do the accent. In my head, I did it really really well. It didn't happen. Out here, um, good thing I didn't put on gay face for uh, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm reading a book right now called Yellow Face, and uh, it's it's pretty funny. Just finished the Coworker, which don't get me started. I was not a fan of that. They're both in audiobooks, but I'm spending eight hours each with them, so it's like reading. <laughs> dreary-eyed in the morning. I'm going to put on this audio book to have something to do for 20 minutes before I go to the gym. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see me talk to famous people. Uh, interviews coming out, I don't know, maybe tomorrow at some point. Who cares? If you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash equals comedy. You want to subscribe to other podcasts as well as see the video versions. Uh, listen to LinkedIn Logs, which is the job podcast, and Late Night Lately, which is the Late Late Night Show Show.
cpluscomedy.com. We can see everything lumped together. Social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at cpluscomedy, me, at Black White. Um, that's it. That's the end of the show. All right. Bye. <laughs> that's just that should a much more elegant way to say goodbye, but I won't be doing that. Thank <laughs> you.